step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. To make the holidays even more festive, New York & Company is giving you the gift of up to 75% off everything all weekend. Don't miss this weekend's doorbusters, tunic sweaters starting at $9.99 and jewelry at $5.99. New York & Company's got you covered. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to That's What She Said Sports. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Nicole Monique. How are you doing? Hope your day is going great. Um, I'm doing fine. I'm actually in Michigan uh, visiting my parents still from uh, the Thanksgiving break. And let me just tell you, it is freezing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm definitely feeling it. I'm looking forward to getting back to Atlanta. Of course, I called my husband, and he said it's also freezing there too. So I guess you can't win this time of the year, but, <laughs> you know, that's how it is. Um, but I'm so excited for you to be listening to That's What She Says, she says Sports, if I can get it out. I want to welcome all of our old and new fans to the show. So glad you can uh, hang out with me again. It's always exciting, especially to welcome all of those who are listening to us in, Tor- in Toronto from tspn.ca. Welcome to That's What She Says Sports. Uh, appreciate you guys so much, and thanks for all the wonderful feedback, too. You know, when I'm on the show with Norm and Joe, um, it's always a great time. So I appreciate all the positive feedback to all of our Toronto listeners as well. So excited about our guest today. He is a friend of the show. Um, You know him well. He is the owner and host of Taylor Made Sports. So let's welcome Kevin Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. (laughs) Hey, Kevin. How you doing? Finding you, and hopefully you're having a great Christmas season. I'm I'm doing just wonderful. You know, we hadn't talked in a while, so I do want to ask you, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great, and I just spent it with uh, my mom, of course, in Atlanta, and I just had a a great time, and uh, how was yours? I I caught the tail end of what you were saying, but I'm pretty sure you had a great time with your family as well. Yeah, yeah, I had a wonderful time um, in Michigan, and like I was telling everybody who's listening that I'm still in Michigan, and uh, the temperature seems like overnight just dropped like never before, and I went to call my husband to see if it was warmer in Atlanta, and he said it's cold there too, so I was like, okay, what's going on? (laughs) It's cold cold and rainy. We finally got some rain, but uh, it's it's, it's, it's gotten chilly, yeah, and and even more colder temperatures are on the way as we go into the weekend, so... When you come back oh, home, wow. it's going to probably feel like you're still in Michigan when you get back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm prepared. I got, I'm going to be wearing my Michigan coat and boots, so uh, I'll, I'll be ready. And for all those <laughs> listening, the reason I got so excited about rain, um, not sure if you've heard, but pretty much parts of Georgia, um, where Kevin and I are, you know, we're in Atlanta, but a, a big part of Georgia has been under a severe drought. So it's nice to hear the word rain. We've been needing it <laughs> really bad. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Kevin, thank you again for joining us here. <laughs> 
on uh, That's What She Says Sports. You're always, like I said, you're, all, you're a fan favorite, uh, one of my favorites. I love having you on. Um, definitely want to jump right in, and I, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, obviously you specialize in sports in Atlanta, and we're definitely going to talk some Falcons and some Hawks and everything, but you gotta, we got to talk about this college football playoff. It's probably one of the biggest stories right now. Um, as, you all, as you all know who are listening, you know, the playoff committee has made their final decision. In the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, we're going to have number four Washington versus number one Alabama. And then in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, we're going to have number three Ohio State versus number two Clemson. Um, that leaves Penn State out. They were number five. And, of course, Penn State beat Ohio State, and they won the Big Ten Championship. And, of course, my team, Michigan, they fell to number six. So, Kevin, I, you know, I want to get your opinion on it. Did they get it right? And what was your take of the football, the, the college football season um, this season? Well, you know, it was a very exciting season, uh, so many storylines. And, uh, you know, when you mentioned that uh, Penn State beat Ohio State, uh, I have to say, just for that reason, you, uh, I would just have to say, no, they did not get it right. Because how can you put a team ahead of a team that – Beat the team is in <laughs> exactly. So exactly, and you know what? That that was my whole take, Kevin. Because here's my thing: Washington won their conference, Alabama won their right. conference, um, you know, Clemson won their conference, and and the critics were saying, oh, Washington had to win their conference, but it seemed like Ohio State they gave a pass. I don't get it. And you know that's a very good point because you look at a lot of talk has been about how Washington. How do you get in? when you don't have the same strength of schedule that you do with Alabama or, or Ohio State. Because, you know, when you have these major conferences, you know, like the, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, ACC, you know, you, you, you basically are saying, you know, to a school like Washington, which is a Pac-12, because, you know, you don't have the same type of, of uh, I would say, criteria with games being, being played against quality opponents. I mean, because think about it, Alabama, they are they are a legitimate number one. They beat teams within the top twenty-five. They beat teams within their own conference. You can't really say that about the Pac-12, you know. So, right. you know, even though Washington is in, it's still teams like well, Penn State that's better than Washington. I I feel in my opinion, you know. So yeah, it's it's, it's even though you do have another setup, it's still a flawed setup because a team that was better is still going to be on the outside looking in, just like in this case. Right, and I and I felt like, you know, people said, you know, with this new playoff system, we're not going to look at the old stuff, what you did last season. But I feel like that's what they're doing to Ohio State. They're getting in because of Urban Meyer. They're getting in because of their name. They're getting in because of their reputation. And they're not looking at the fine line. And guess what? Sometimes – you're going to have to be the bad guy, and I need the playoff committee to be the bad guy. And I think it would have, I think it would have set a tone and set a message um, by putting Penn State in there. And you know, because I'll be honest with you, I saw an interview with Urban Meyer yesterday. I, I feel like he kind of looked like he was a little shocked that they were in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, to me, the Big Ten champion not playing for the playoffs just doesn't make any sense. It just really doesn't make any sense. Well, there was some talk, uh, I think a question was asked on ESPN.com about going to an 18 playoff. Now, I feel that that would be the better thing to do. And really? the reason why is because, 
Uh, yes, because now, now, now this this is my take on this. Because okay, you have yeah, you have the final four. Now, mm-hmm. you you go into a situation like what happened last year, you know, with games being played on New Year's Eve. You know that that was, you know, from a a marketing and television standpoint, seemed like it was a bad idea because you know you got people going to you know you may have uh, people going to watch that church service or New Year's Eve parties, you know. So it's not really going to be a lot of images on. Oh, I got to stay home and watch you know the college football playoff. <laughs> so right, right. and then another thing too is if you, if, if you have eight teams in, you know those you know you're going to have uh, two teams of course play one game with you know another two obviously. But at the same time, I feel like that keeps the momentum and the interest going, you know, because now it's only December 6th, and the, and the games won't be played until December 31st. So yeah. Yeah. that keeps the games going. You know, it, you can have maybe like a two-week-off period. You know, you have, you know, your, your eight teams, they play like one weekend. You may have a game. You may have games on Fridays and Saturdays. And then, you know, whoever wins, you know, they keep going to the next week and so forth. And and that builds that, that enthusiasm, that builds that, that momentum going into that, that championship game. And at the same time, teams on the outside that are better than the teams on the inside would be able to prove that they're worthy to be there. Right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely – now, I will give you that. I, I think the gap in between games is way too long. It almost seems like the cha- the conference games, um, they should give them like a couple weeks until the conference games, so then we only, we only have to wait a few weeks then for, for the bowl games. You know what I mean? Maybe spread out that way. See, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of good with the four. Um, uh, there was a time where I thought, oh, maybe eight, but then I thought it's just too much. I think that kind of helps with the competition, but I can definitely see where you're coming from because, I mean, just look how tight it was now. And, and then the whole idea of, you know, We'd like to think undefeated teams get in, but it's only undefeated teams in the top five conference. Look at Western Michigan. You know, they were undefeated, but they were a lower conference, so they're not going to get a chance. So, I don't know. There's just so many fundamentals, but it's definitely interesting. But but I'm with you. The gap until December 31st, you're almost kind of like, man, that's just way too long. It's just way too long. (laughs) And and, and then look at this. Just think about if you would have had games where you would have at this point, if it was an eighteen um, playoff, Penn State right. would be taking on Oklahoma. Then you would have Michigan against USC. Now that that's a good rivalry game right there, you know. Right. So right. <laughs> I, 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 I think uh, you would have you know a, a lot of uh, you you could have like two brackets, you know, like one plays four, two plays three, like I said, five plays eight, you know, six plays seven. And right. yes, with that with that, with, with that layoff, you know, and I, and I think in college you do have to kind of give the players some time to take finals because this is like time for final exams and so forth. Exactly. So you got to also kind of take that into consideration too. But at the same time, I, I think there's still a way it can be done because you're you're having the championship game now. It's not like in the old days where everything ended on New right. Year's Day. It's like the week after. So if you can expand it, maybe, you know, going into, say, the second, possibly, possibly third week of January, I think that still, like I said, would, would be phenomenal for, for the game and also just, just that exposure. But but some of the teams that, that are in, you know, oh, I'm sorry, that are out, uh, that, that could be in, 
you know, this, this would be a great platform for them to be able to utilize that. And, and like I said, right. if, it, if it was a team like USC who had, you know, some, some great wins this year, you know, against Washington and Colorado, what if they actually, if, if they had a chance to, to, to play Alabama in the, in the championship game? You know, I, I mean, that, that would be, you know, a major market city right there with L.A., yeah. you know, tuning in. In, 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 in basically almost an improbable situation. <laughs> so, well, it definitely be so exciting I, to watch. I, I think that would build yeah. a lot of momentum. Oh yeah, yeah, and it would keep. And, and I hear, I definitely heard you're saying because it would definitely keep teams in their toes, you know. So, mm-hmm. and, and that yes. that would be something yes. interesting. Um, Kevin, I wanted to get your take real quick because I had issues, and I've had issues over the past few seasons when they talk about, especially you know, the seasons going on, and they talk about a coach getting fired. And then, or a, a school is talking about um, possibly letting a coach go, and, and yet we're still in the season. Um, I think this affected Houston when they talked about Tom Herman possibly going to LSU, mm. and then he ended up going to Texas. I think this has affected Texas when you know the rumors are swirling about Charlie Strong after their third loss. Well, what what is your take on that? Do you think they should keep all this until the season is over? Um, how do you think they should go about handling that? Well, there's only one word that kind of dictates that, and that's recruiting. Because mm-hmm. just like now, even here here at Georgia, you know, uh, uh, my contacts over at UVA, uh, they were saying that the coaches are already away on their recruiting trips. So, oh wow! You know, when, when yeah, so and they haven't even played their bowl game. They haven't even started preparing for the bowl game. Yet. You know, <laughs> they're be going with the Liberty Bowl. So they already are recruiting. So. In situations like that, they basically want to, I guess, if, if they already know that they're going to go in a different direction, then they can go ahead and get that coach out, you know, start the, the, the search process, and then by the time the season ends, you know, have their coach in place or maybe like a, a short list at least. And then that way, this time of the year, they can, you know, be hired and start immediately beginning recruiting. Because you don't want a, 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 a lag in between of, of, a, of a player who probably has already committed, maybe verbally, and say, hey, you know, I don't know now. You know? <laughs> so right. so it, 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 you don't want that, that time to elapse. So basically, in, in this situation, that's what's going to dictate that. But to kind of go back to your example, uh, Charlie Strong, I, I think he was in a bad situation to begin with. He didn't have, yeah, I, feel that too. I think, a lot of talent. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of talent to really work with. Uh, kind, of, kind, of, kind of like Freddie Gonzalez with the Braves. You know, you, you have yeah. some talent there, but then, you know, when you try to move into another direction, you're the fall guy. Same as this situation. You had limited talent, but then who who does everything fall on? The coach. You know, instead of, but I, but I felt like you know, giving him all that another time. Year. Right, and I felt like he took all that time to clean up. So, for me, I'm kind yeah. of feeling like he's going to be groomed. <laughs> As far as you know, Tom Herman's, Tom Herman's going to come in, um, and all of a sudden they're going to be winning and everything's great. Well, you know what? Charlie Strong got got rid of all the riffraff, and you know he tried to recruit yeah. some folks, and then Tom Herman's going to come in and look like the hero, which I know is the nature of the beast. Right. I, I totally get it; it's, it's a business, but sometimes I feel like it does kind of suck. I feel sorry for that guy, um, and then I wonder: is three years enough? Um, but then I also know, again, like I said, it is a business. So what do they yeah. need? Do they need four years? Do they need five years? Because it seemed like, it seemed like the three years when you start, when you, your third year you just have cleaned up, you may have that new recruiting class that is now your class, you may have weeded out some of the old folks. 
like you're just getting into your zone or you're just getting a chance to start, you know? That's, that's a okay, well, okay, well, let me, let me kind of go a little bit further. Okay, sure. let's look at it like this. The same situation technically is happening at Georgia. The recruiting mm-hmm. class that Mark Rick brought in, like in 2013, right. basically 2014, is basically your upperclassmen now. And right. basically what Kirby Smart was saying in a nutshell was they had to get better on the offensive line. They don't really they didn't really have the talent up front to be able to have a dominating, you know, effort on a week in, week out basis. Uh Nick Chubb struggled at times this year, the running game struggled at times. But see that was Mark Rick in the recruiting class that he brought in. Now you've got Kirby right. Smart coming in, he's gotta clean up the mess that basically Mark Rick left. In, in the whole right. set that was basically left. Charlie Strong did the same thing for Mac Brown when he was at Texas. So <laughs> yeah. you, you basically you basically should have at least maybe three, maybe four years because then that right. way right. You, you know your players are at the school of course four years unless you know you're a phenomenal athlete you may be there two or three. But at the same time, at least give them one good class. You know, at least four right. years, and then make the determination as to should we move forward or should we, you know, go in a different direction. Right, right. Well, you heard it here, folks. I'm talking to Kevin Taylor from Taylor Made Sports. We are breaking <laughs> it down, basically setting the tone, trying to let these colleges know when would be a good time to let a coach go. So hopefully some, we got some folks out there listening. Hey, Kevin, we're going to take a really quick break. I want to bring in um, Zoe. Uh, she is actually, mm-hmm. Kevin, running for the NFL Play 60 Super Kid Contest. So we're going to hear Zoe for a quick minute. Um, please vote. You have until December 13th to vote for Zoe. Um, she's going to explain to you where you need to go. But, again, we really want her to go. Um, she's a great kid, and she is one of three finalists for the NFL Play 60 Super Kid Contest. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to That's What She Says Sports, and we get back more with Kevin Taylor from this Taylor Mason. I need your help to become the next NFL Play 60 Super Kid and promote healthy lifestyles for children. Voting starts November 30th and ends December 12th. Make sure you visit superkid.nflrush.com. That's superkid.nflrush.com. And vote for me. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Again, everybody, vote for Zoe, NFL 60 Super Kid Contest. She's one of three finalists. Uh, she lives in Charlotte, so everybody in the Southeast is get Zoe all the votes that, she's need, that she needs. And, again, welcome back to That's What She Said Sports. I'm Nicole Monique with my special guest, Kevin Taylor, from Taylor Made Sports. We were just talking a little college football. Um, Kevin, I do want to switch it to the NFL because we've got to talk about those Falcons. NFC South. <laughs> we have the Falcons and Tampa Bay, both tied at 7-5. Um, I want to know what happened. How did that happen? How did Tampa Bay tie Atlanta? Please explain to me what's going on and how do you think this is going to end. Well, that's what I was saying. Do, do we have to right there? You know, that loss is still so fresh. You know, everybody in Atlanta that's a Falcons fan is frustrated. And I have another <laughs> word for you that this game came down to, and it's outcoached. Because mm. Ben Quinn was outcoached by Andy Reid. Players made plays true enough. But two key factors in this game really set the tone. And that was when the Falcons were not ready on fourth down, when the Chiefs ran up to the line, 
And they called the Falcons to call a timeout. I saw that they were not ready. Okay, fine. You, you need to get your personnel in place. They line up for a punt. Now, I don't know what happened in the timeout. I don't know what was said. I don't know if they were like, you know, say, hey, be ready for the fake or whatever. But Albert Wilson, who went to Georgia State, by the way, <laughs> runs clear up the middle of the field. Wow. You know, he takes the ball and, you know, runs it in for a touchdown. Now, now, now keep in mind, the, 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 the blocking for Kansas City on that was excellent. It, it was. But nobody was covering up toward the line of the scrimmage, the line of scrimmage right. for the Falcons as if they're going to really punt this. Andy Reid would do that from time to time. So, okay, so that worked there. Secondly, I, I, you know, I've supported Dan, Craig, Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn as a head coach. But it was a bad coaching decision. <laughs> bad coaching decision okay. when you don't go for the points. Right. You have to go for the points when you're at your 10-yard line. I mean, I'm but sorry, isn't that the inexperience, though? But that's that inexperience, right? Because you talk about Andy Reid, who's obviously been in the league for a long time. That's Or do you think – or, or is, am I making an excuse for Dan I don't mean to make an excuse for him, but I see that as just good old-fashioned inexperience in the head coaching role. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say inexperienced. I, I think she's trying to be too aggressive. And mm, when you're okay. too aggressive, you, you have that mindset of, well, I, you know, I, I'm still going to go for it regardless. It, you know, kind right. of common sense, is not, it, you know, your aggressiveness outweighs the common sense at that time. And, and, right. and see, when, when you had the ball, uh, the fourth and, uh, fourth and one situation, Basically, at the opponent's 10-yard line, the Chiefs' 10-yard line, you needed a yard. It wasn't anywhere for Matt Ryan to go. He checked down the ball to Devontae Freeman. He couldn't catch the ball. He turned the ball over. But you had Matt Bryant at the end of the first half kick a 59-yard field goal. You can't have him kick. But a, I think at that point it would have been a, what a, like a 27-yard field goal. I mean, come on. And then you scored two touchdowns. You went out of been into the position to even – have to go for a two-point conversion, which you really didn't need <laughs> to be able to have Eric Berry pick off the pass and run it the wow. other way for a two-point conversion, which basically beats you. So a lot of people were talking about Matt Ryan, you know, throwing two interceptions. Now, the first one, yeah, that was on him. You know, you didn't see Eric Berry, but that's what he does. You know, he's a, he's a great safety, you know. Um, but at the same time, Dan Quinn put the Falcons in a position to lose the game by not going for the points earlier in the game and not being heads up on that fake punt and then going for the two-point conversion when you really should have did an extra, I mean, yeah, extra point at the end of the game, you know. So uh, just, just 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 mistakes there, and um, hopefully they can bounce back this week against LA. So let me ask you, so with that being said, obviously the hottest team in the NFC right now um, is the Cowboys, right? Everybody is looking at them. Uh, what yes. What do you feel like – is there anybody in the NFC South who could beat the Cowboys? Is the Cowboys basically going to be the team to beat? Are you, I mean, are you going to have to jump over the Cowboys to get to, to the Super Bowl? Does Atlanta or Tampa Bay look like they could be that team? Ooh. Uh, to answer your first question, do I see anybody in the NFC beating the Cowboys, even though I don't like the Cowboys? <laughs> I do have to give them their due. I, I, I have to give them respect because they, they play a phenomenal so far, um, yeah. to to be honest, ah oh, man, maybe 
and this is strong maybe, even though Earl Thomas is now out, maybe Seattle. But but see, Seattle would Seattle go to Dallas. Um, but that, that's a, that's a big maybe though. <laughs> Right. Um, right. That's the only team that I probably could see doing that. But so far, the Falcons go. If the Falcons have to play Dallas, no, okay. <laughs> no way. Okay. <laughs> no way. So if that's the I case. Mean, we the don't Giants, think they I think, are better than the Falcons. Who? I'm sorry. Who the, do you the, think the is better Giants than the Falcons? are a little bit better than the Falcons right now. Okay, a little bit. Uh, yeah, hope, yeah, because because they, they yeah. they're playing they're playing better defense than the Falcons are. The, the, right. the defense did give us some big plays, especially to Travis Kelsey on Sunday. So the Giants are playing a little bit better, but of course they're in the NFC East. So and they're the only team to get Dallas. They're only lost too. So right. that's why you know I, I would say that they were a little bit better than, than the Falcons because they're playing better defensively. Well, let me ask you, Kevin, what grade would you give the NFL this season? Because you know. We've had a lot of issues with officiating. Um, I think that unfortunately-like mm. uh, penalty has kind of hurt the game. It slowed the game down. That hasn't gone over well. Um, it's just been a – I don't know. I just feel like it's been a really weird season. What grade would you give the season thus far? Ooh. Um, I would have to say a B plus. Okay. Um, they have a – they, 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 they have been a lot of boring games. <laughs> right. Yeah, that Thursday night game, if they ended it, I don't think anybody would be too sad about that. Oh, man. Yes, I, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, because yeah. I, I, I just don't see the need for a Thursday night game. I mean, I, I, right. I just don't. I, I mean, um, if you give everybody a good rotation, like on a Sunday night or even Monday night football since, you know, it's on ESPN, right. I think that would suffice, you know. but right. Right. Uh, and, and then, and then the, 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 uh, the the international game, the London game, you know, I mean, uh, you yeah. start those games at 930, you know, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes, the officiating. Well, I, I think yeah, you're, that, you're that's doing good by giving it a B plus. You're probably the highest grade I've heard so far. Um, <laughs> we can't end the show without hearing from you regarding the Hawks. I want to know your take real quick on Dwight Howard. Is he helping or hurting the Atlanta Hawks? Dwight actually is helping. Uh, he, along with the uh, other guys, have been in the slump. Uh, I, 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 I didn't expect for this to be happening. They're now, I think, 11th in the conference uh, after their last loss uh, last night to uh, Oklahoma City. But um, Yeah, they're sitting at 10 and 12. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they have Miami coming up on Wednesday. Uh, but to, to be honest, to answer your question, he is helping them. I mean, he gives them that okay. dominating presence in the paint. Uh, you can run plays off of him. That's something that they did not have. Uh, right. He's able to, you know, uh, increase your rebounding total, which was atrocious last year. So, I mean, he, he is providing some good dividends for them. But at the end of the day, it's a team game, and when the team is slumping, not one man really is going to be able to pick up the slack. It's got to be all five guys, so. We'll right. see. There's still a lot of games left, but uh, but yeah, there's yeah, tons. He's, there's, he's I mean, the, the good thing is, the pro is, there's tons of basketball left, right? Um, the, on the bad side is, as they get better, so do other teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? And especially those yeah. teams that are yeah. like one, two, and three. Um, so you know, you just kind of hope that they pick it up. But 
Yeah, I've, I've you know I've been watching out of the corner of my eye. Everybody knows I don't really watch full time until you know after the Super Bowl. But I you know I watch here and there, and I've been like, what's going on with Atlanta? Especially you know the right. Twitter reaction and the past couple games. I think the game when they played Detroit, Twitter was just. I mean, people were just beyond upset as far as what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I think this was something they were not really expecting either. So. Uh, maybe they might make a trade. You never know. But they've, they've got to do something yeah. to really get them out of this slump. Right, right. Well, Kevin, as always, it is such a joy to have you on. Appreciate the conversation. <laughs> Love always your take on the, the different sports news and everything that we talk about. Please let people know where they can follow you and where they can find your show. Yes, my show is airing on blogtalkradio.com, and I usually do it now on Fridays at 11 p.m., so you can hear it live uh, uh, on blogtalkradio.com. Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor is the name of the program, and you can find me on social media. It'll be very easy for you. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Kevin Taylor 98 Awesome, awesome. Well, Kevin, again, thank you so much for being on. And we'll definitely have you on again at the end of the season so we can see what exactly happens to those dirty birds, Atlanta Falcons. So thanks again, everybody. Kevin Taylor, Taylor Made Sports. Talk to you soon, Kevin. Thank you. Always a great conversation. Appreciate Kevin on. And I appreciate you so much for listening. And remember, you can catch That's What She Says Sports on my website, TWSSports.com. You can also catch me on Back Sports page and TSPN.ca. So, again, appreciate all those out in Toronto. Follow me on Twitter at TWSSports.com. Like me on Facebook. Hey, I like you, so like me on Facebook. I greatly appreciate it. And, as always, appreciate your feedback. And um, all those who catch the show um, as I tweet about it, truly appreciate it. It's been great to to be on for another week. And, again, thank you so much for Kevin Taylor from TaylorMade Sports. Love the conversation, and it was going to be so interesting to see what happens with this NFC South. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week, and we'll see you next week. Until next time. Even more festive, New York and Company is giving you the gift of up to 75% off everything all weekend. Don't miss this weekend's doorbusters, tunic sweaters starting at $9.99 and jewelry at $5.99. New York and Company's got you covered. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 